greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's that time of the day where we meet to read the Word of God and hear what God is saying to us. I'm Timothy Dube and believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Today we are into to the Word, looking into the book of Isaiah, where Israel was putting their trust in Egypt. It is putting our trust in different things. Even today, as a human beings, we put our trust in things that we think are strong, can protect us, can give us words of advice, can uh, lead us to the right direction. Yet God still remains paramount. So I believe that someone will bless you as you listen and align yourself to trust in God because that is how we have to be. God bless you. title of the message is of the message is God still supersedes or God is still above everything God is still God we are going to read the bible in the book of Isaiah chapter 31 we read just three verses, Isaiah 31, and I'll read from the New King James Version. It says, War to those who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses who trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong, but who do not look to the Holy One of Israel nor seek the Lord. Yet he who is wise and willing will, and sorry, yet he also is wise and will bring disaster and will not call back his words, but will arise again the house of evildoers and against the, sorry, I read it wrongly, but will arise against the house of evildoers and against the help of those who work iniquity. Now the Egyptians are men, not gods, and their horses are flesh and not spirit. When the Lord stretches out his, stretches out his hand, both he who helps will fall, and he who is helped will fall down. They all will perish together. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. May it minister to us, and may, us, and may we hear what you want us to know in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is one of the, at least most of, it's one of the difficult uh, parts of the book of Isaiah. When you read the book of Isaiah, you get to understand that there are some tricky parts of the Bible that are actually not easy to comprehend, and this is one of them. But I want to read uh, or to talk about what the Lord revealed to me on this scripture. It's a war. As I was a, a young boy growing up in the rural areas, I know you know a Makaya, there are dogs, everybody has a dog. So we had a dog, a Kaya, that was very, very vicious, a very strong dog. It was a male. And it could easily fight around our area for any dog that would attack. So when they send you to go maybe to Gadlamini or to another homestead, because there will be dogs in that homestead, when you go there alone, the dogs will fight you or actually will bark at you, actually terrorize you and maybe even uh, attack you. So what we normally did was I will go with this strong family dog to the homestead. When you got there, 
the dogs will deal with each other at their own pace. They will fight and I will be safe and I will do whatever I will do. That used to work. It was a very good trick. But I remember whenever you went to a homestead where maybe our dog has actually fought with that dog in that homestead and it defeated it and it knows that this dog is more uh, vicious than me. It can bite me. Maybe they fought some time ago and it's weak. We can learn it. So what will happen is that when you get to that homestead, this dog from home will come to me and will kneel to me with the tail between the legs and now I will be in trouble because the dog no longer helps me. The dog's assistance or help no longer works. So in other words, there are helps or things that we use as things that help us, but sometimes they fail, more especially when they get things that are stronger than them. Amen. So we live in a time of technology. We live in a time where things are available to us to read, where we can go to the internet and press AI, artificial intelligence will help you. We have got YouTube, we've got TikTok. There's quite a lot that's available. There are books, there are articles from journals, reputable journals that you can read. There are different sources of information that is available for us today. If you have a question, maybe you want to bake something, you want to do something, you just go to YouTube, you see do, people doing it and you can easily do it that's the era that we live in even in the religion things has come there's a lot that people believe in people believe in a lot of things that they think are going to assist them or help them get to heaven some of them they believe that jesus is not the only way to heaven there are some other means there's the tradition or the preaching of africanism which is very strong these days where people are preaching that we believe in our ancestors how can we believe in jesus christ who is a jew we don't even know him is not even in our bloodline and all sort of thing that is what is available today is information so we trust a lot of things that we believe are going to help us amen now, in this era that we are living in, where there is a lot of things, the Bible brings us to that with the scripture that we read. If we go back, he's talking to the Israelites that they believed in Israel. The first thing that he says, he says, war to them. It's like he's represented a great sorrow or distress that is going to come to those who believe in Egypt. This is something terrible or unpleasant that's going to happen to the Israelites who believed in, in Egypt. But why did they believe in Egypt? As you read the Bible, you get to understand that Israel, they believed in, in Egypt because Egypt had horses and they had a strong army. So believing in them would give them security. We know if you read the Bible, you get to understand that nations will make an alliance with the nation that will protect them. If the nation is stronger than them, they will make an alliance with them such that whenever someone attacks them, they would go to them and they will fight and they will win the battle. So Israel believed in Egypt, which was believed to be strong according to that time. So Israel believed that Egypt is the right way that will uh, protect us. What did they have? A strong army is represented, was represented by uh, having a lot of uh, horses and chariots that were used in the war. They would have spears and all those things that would represent or show that they are a strong army. The, the, the army of the Egyptians, they would, they would actually train to be strong. So they believed in that. If we can uh, just uh, 
quote one instance where it is referred is in uh, Exodus chapter 14, where the Bible talks about the chariots that uh, Pharaoh, the Pharaoh used when he was chasing the or was going after the children of Israel. It was about 600 choice uh, uh, chariots. If you are talking about choice, it means there are other chariots that you don't use, but you rely on the choice ones. The choice ones you believe are the firm ones, the strong ones, and you're using soul, uh, strong soldiers. So Egypt was attracted to the strong army of the Egyptians. Amen. So we live in a time where there are strongholds, there are strong things that we can believe in. There are some strong things that are around that we think that if we make an alliance with them, they are going to direct us to the right uh, way. So Israel went down to Egypt for assistance. So one of our weaknesses as human beings is that we always want to attach with something that is strong, something that will give us security. That's why people, they prefer to stay in enclosed homesteads where there's security. They also want to attach just to have a relationship with someone who is strong, who can protect, them, protect us. So that's why uh, Egypt, uh, Israel did that. But also the other thing is that it was a lack of faith in God because God was available to Israel. He had been their God throughout from Israel, from, from Egypt down to where they were in Canaan, but they had lack of faith in their gods, in their God who is alive. So it was their life was attacked by fear or the lack of trust in the Lord. So we live today in a time where people we believe that uh, if I, I make an alliance with anything that is strong, something that gives me wisdom other than God, I will align to that. But we have to note that even though Egypt, if we read the Bible, there is nothing that has, was good that much that they had done to Israel. But Israel still believed in Egypt. So sometimes as human beings, we make an alliance or believe in something that we, th we think will work for us, yet this particular thing has never done anything good to us. It's just a false belief. They believe, as Emma Swati, we believe in, the, in the, what, the ancestors and all these things, and we believe they work for us. The question is, do they really work, or is just our own belief that these things work? They actually do not work because everything is under the hand of God. You are attracted to this trust thing, trusting because of its strength. It is when you believe that something is stronger than God, then you put your trust in it. You believe in this thing better than God and you think it will work. But what causes us to believe in it better than God? The first thing that is actually common in us is that we always like to believe in something that we know, something that we can relate to, something that we, can, we have seen or our parents or people who know, they have told us this is strong and we want to align to, we put our trust in it. It has been something that has been researched. If we're talking about the people who are academic, is there any evidence that Jesus Christ is alive or God is alive? You want to prove that. You put your trust in that. That is fully, the, the folly that we have as people. We always want to do what we think will work for you. If I can uh, just briefly define the word fully, what it means. Fully, these are misunderstood structures. 
to hold the pursuit of truth in contempt of choosing to make our own part. In other way, there is the ideal way of doing things, but we prove that we always say, this is what can work for me, and we make our own ways. So this is what Israel was doing. They did not believe in God, but believed in Egypt. Amen. Now, verse 2, if you go to verse 2, you get to understand now, God is divine. Now, he's defined. He is defined as the wise God. The Bible says, yet he also is wise and bring disaster. Now, wisdom refers to the quality of having experience and knowledge and good judgment. The God that we have is wise. What we mean is that he has experience. Are you aware that God is well experienced? Are you aware that God is generally, uh, don't spiritualize. If, don't just make it spiritual. God is wise. He has been in existence from as far as we can know. So he knows everything. So generally that experience is enough to make him wise. If I can speak in Siswati, not in terms of ukukile, but the things that he does, generally, Ungam spiritualized, he does things in a matured, wise way. Because he is God. He has the knowledge, the experience he has. He can give you a wise uh, uh, advice. We know that if you want to do something that is serious, that is actually complicated for you, you always look for someone who is wise to give you the wisdom. And you go to an old lady or an old woman in church, if you are a lady or whatever, whomever you think can give you an idea to what you want to do. God is that. He's generally wise. Don't spiritualize his wise. General, just talking about general wisdom. He understands things. Then you can go deeper into spirituality that God is wise. He has all the wisdom. The wisdom is the wisdom that creates He's not only wise, but has got power to bring disaster and the power to stop it because he is God. If you read the Bible in Psalms 3 verse 19, it talks about the wisdom of God that the Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. Psalms 104 verse 24 says, Our Lord is by wisdom made Sorry, our Lord, by your wisdom, you made so many things. The whole earth is covered with your living creatures. So our God is a God who is wise and he has the power to create. He has the power to destroy. Now, if we understand if the Bible, maybe let me just quote one more verse that we find uh, in the Bible that uh, I think is the book of Matthew where Jesus Christ says, it is better to fear one who can destroy the spirit and the body than just someone who can destroy only the body. So, in other words, someone who can go beyond what is available, what is uh, imaginary or what we see as human beings. Now, Israel believes in this, in this Egypt that they see, but he has a limit. There is a limit in what uh, Egypt can do. They have strong chariots, it's true, they can fight, but you will never know. Actually, not even never know. The fact is, victory belongs to the Lord. It is God who gives you victory. If you read the story of Gideon, he didn't win the battle because of the many people that were there, but God gave him the victory with the few people that he had. So God is the one who gives us victory. But we always short-sighted and think what we believe can work for us is the ideal thing, yet it is not. 
So in this case, the writer is making them to understand that the God that we serve, that you are betraying, or the one that you are living to believe in Egypt, is the one who is actually superior than what you think is superior. So as human beings, we make that mistake in our life. When we think that what we believe in, there are many things that we believe in. It might be knowledge that you got from a book, that this information that I have, is the best it leads me. I don't dispute reading books. Reading books is good, and that's wisdom that gives you, but it does not supersede God's wisdom. You still have to get information or information and consult with God in whatever you do. The common thing amongst young people is that maybe you want to, uh, to get uh, into a relationship and love someone. You go to Google, how to see she loves me. Or how to see a boy loves me. And you believe that is the right thing. And you look, uh, I mean, you believe in all what is written. And oh, this is how it works. This is how it works. And you finally, maybe eventually commit to that person and you get married. And when you are there, God is not there. We need to involve God and believe that he is. And is available and he'll give you wisdom. I always emphasize this to young people. Involve God in your relationships. Please just don't make the mistake and think God is not involved. Even in the time you are still going to initiate blessing, you are going to initiate, please involve God. So many applications, you are a lady. Ten applications are available. And you make your own carnal decision. You will regret it. And you make all the analysis, you consult to your friends, you consult to whoever you think is wise, to the magazines, you consult to TV programs, this is what this one said, and you think that's the right thing. What does God say? What does God say in that particular thing? Let's move away from relationships. Even decisions in life, you have to engage in something, you have to engage in business, you have to engage in a career. Have you involved God? Because God is wise and he, all, he has all the strength. He has the power to create. He has the power to destroy because he is God who is above everything. He also has the power not to call back his word. He does not call his word back. Whatever God says, it is. And no one is going to reverse that. So if God says, you are blessed, and you have consulted him for whatever you want to do and say, do it like that. He's not going to say, no, Benglala. It was just a joke. But God is a God who is reliable. Amen. So we are people today. What do you believe in? There are these beliefs that we have. The Africanism, the spirit of Africanism, where we believe in the ancestry that my forefathers were the real people that I'm going to believe in. This is what I, how I'm going to do things in my life. I'm going to sit in my house and do whatever I do. What is this? They raise their hands like that and then they, whatever they do to get whatever answer from the divine world they think is divine. But God is above that divine thing. God is above the ancestors. God is above the articles. He is above the artificial, artificial intelligence. He is above technology. He is above the YouTube and all the sources of information that you think are ideal to lead you or to guide you. They can give you some information, but what remains is what does the Lord say to you? In our lives, 
What is God saying in whatever endeavor we want to get into? Are we trusting God for protection or we are trusting whatever things for protection? Are we trusting God for provision or we are trusting our whatever we believe works for us? Whatever it is in your life, is God still the God who is wise in you? So God is the wise one, he will, yet he also is wise and will bring disaster and will not call back his word, but will arise against the house of evildoers and against the help of those who work iniquity. When you have put your trust, when Israel had put their trust in Egypt and thought Egypt is the right deal, is going to protect us, the word is telling us God has the power to defeat that and he has the power to destroy that for he is above everything. The last verse now is talking about God revealed. We are so getting to the end. What is God saying? Now the, Egyptian, the Egyptians are just men and not God. When the Lord stretches out his hand, both he who helps will fall, and he who is helped will fall down. What is the word saying? Whatever you are trusting is just a theory. Whatever you believe is true is just a theory. And if you trust a person that this is the one who leads and protects me and guides and provides for me, he's just an ordinary person. I think we have seen this in our lives on this earth, that some people have believed in some people, and the person dies, if you can just be generous. The person dies. Everything comes to a halt. Why not trust a God who is forever? Why not consult with a God who is all wise? Why not talk to a God who is above everything and is know, he knows the future? Whatever he has declared to you, no one will change that. As his, the Bible says, what he says he will not call back. If he says you have been blessed, you have been blessed. For God is a God who is wise and above everything. Amen. So don't put your trust in the horses or the money or the education or the qualification or the person you believe is ideal or the source of information that you hope is going to help you. But put your trust in the one who is wise, who is God. Amen. Because he has the power to kill what you think is a solution. And he, when he stretches out his hand, he will bring everything down and remains as a God. What am I saying to us today? There are things that we value. The things that we think are ideal as part of our general life. And these things, we have given them more value than God. Because we have seen how good they are, how they have helped so and so in this situation, how they have worked for so and so in this situation or whatever. Even in health, you're talking about riches, it has worked. And we think God is laid back and is not part of whatever we do. This word is telling us that God is actively involved in life. He's, when you say he's active, he's that he is there. He is available. And he's above what you think is above God. Or what you think is the ideal solution. For God is the God who reigns forever. Now, you have been attracted to these things, regardless of them not doing good to you. Some of these things that you trust in 
they are actually not even doing good to you, but you have put your trust in him. Like I've given you the example of ancestors. Some of them you think they are the ideal thing, but it is not actually working. God is above. The Lord declares to them that those things that you trust will bring calamity to you. It's better that you trust in him for he's wise and he never changes with all the power. Amen. So let us put our trust in God as we enter into the new year, as we go into the year. The message and the Lord, what he's saying to us is that let us lift our eyes up to the hills where from whence comes our help for our help or for our help comes from the Lord who has made the heavens and the earth. Amen. So as we venture into the new year, whatever you face in your life, whatever decision you have to make, this is a new year. There are lots of things that we have to do, we have to accomplish in the coming year. And we need protection from evil spirits and from general attack from human beings. Where is your trust? Who do you think protects you? Who do you think is above everything? Who do you think is the God that guides you? Put your trust in the Lord who is above you. We are going to enter maybe into a business, searching for a job, searching for a life partner to those who are still uh, searching or searched. So you are going to make important decisions that will determine your future, I mean, your, the rest of your life on this earth. And even beyond, do you involve God? How God, how, what is God to you? Just call to him, for he is above, and he is the God who reigns forever. Don't trust in your horses, or in your education, in your riches, or whatever. Those things are good. They assist us. Reading those articles, they assist us. But the most important thing is, let God be God in your life. Let him remain God. After all you have considered, maybe all the factors, what is the Lord saying in the situation? For he is above everything. Amen. That's all I wanted to share to you. Let's put our trust in God. For God is above anything we can trust. Please don't doubt his wisdom. I, I wish to say that. Please don't doubt his wisdom. Because it happens that you pray and ask his guidance and he gives you the, the guidance and you think it is not the right thing. There's something better I can do. That is where we mess up as human beings. Let us just trust him that what he has said, it is right and he's going to fulfill it. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you there is a year ahead, even a life ahead. There are many things that we are going to do as human beings. There are many important decisions that we are going to make. There are important life uh, challenges that we will face. Many things that will uh, uh, put us into test. Father, help us never to trust what we see and never to put our faith in what we think will work for us. But let us put our faith in you knowing that you are the God who is above everything, who will fight and who will protect us and has the power. I know the enemy will tell us, no, let us get information from where? 
but let us always put our trust in you. Help the brethren, those who are here and those who are watching and those who are listening. God, give us the courage and the faith just to call on you and to keep and to put our trust 100% in you, to call you in every situation that we go through, knowing that you are God who lives forever. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. You've been with us from times in the, in the back, and we also trust you for the times in the near future. We ask all this, Father, and thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, that's all we had for you today. I believe the word of God has ministered to you and your life has been changed. Now you understand that it's always important to trust in the own wise God who is not only a wise God, but is also able to create and is also able to destroy. He is an all-knowing God. Putting your trust in him and seeking his wisdom is actually the ideal thing you can do. I believe your life has been changed and now you know that we have to follow God. God bless you and we hope that we will meet next time. Goodbye.